Aaron, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, another victory over uh, Manchester Storm. Yeah, I mean, you know, playing back-to-back here, we lost a couple guys um, earlier in the day today with some stuff from last night. And then we lost Martin Lattle after the first period. I think we ran eight forwards and 5D, and that's with Alex Graham, who probably shouldn't have been playing tonight because he's nursing an injury as well. But manned up and gave us some minutes tonight, which was great to see out of a young kid. Um, guys battled, you know what I mean? It was one of those games where we needed every guy on that bench ready to bring it for 60 minutes. And I think you'll probably look at some of the ice time, and there's going to be some gaudy number there, numbers there from some players that played some huge minutes tonight. Um, you know, huge, huge win. I guess for me, though, it's just sometimes you you look back at things and, and, and wonder when you get an arena that can fill 8,000, 9,000 people that were sitting here not being able to put a real roster on the ice. I think it's it's not good for the fans. I don't think it's good for the product. And, you know, just got to have enough players to, to play hockey here. Is the biggest problem that once you lose a couple of players, you overplay the players that are remaining yeah, and, and, risk, and risk more injury? Yeah, then you're going to lose those guys too. You know what I mean? So it's just... You know, I know there's reasons behind everything, but you, you want to put a product on the ice that people want to come and see. And, you know, this is our livelihood that, you know, this is how I make a living. This is how these players make a living. And, you know, right now when you are you wake up tomorrow morning and maybe I have 12, 11 guys that can play come Wednesday, that's I'm not sure where where the line is here. Okay, just talk us through some of the injuries. Are they long-term, short-term? Are they things that you're mm, severely worried about? Or? Yeah, there's a couple that yeah. are probably going to be longer than we would like them to be, and some might be a few days to a week, but the reality is is when you play you know, eight games in 15 days like we have, mm-hmm. there's there's no opportunity for us to, to rest guys or get guys out. No question about the uh, the commitment, though, tonight. The battle element was certainly Every the Every guy the in that room was, was dialed in and ready to go tonight win a hockey game. Anytime you can beat another team in this league with 13 players, it, it says a lot, the effort from the guys. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll uh, leave Aaron and Jonathan will uh, join us. We've got little Harry Potter, Aaron's uh, daughter uh, there. Sam Jones just comes past us. We're in the uh, hockey locker corridor here. And uh, I'm just trying to see where else he's about. Bob Westerdale talking with Barry Brush. You'll be able to see that in the uh, start, I'm sure, in the next day or two. That was an entertaining night, but one that's seen the Sheffield Steelers even more depleted at the end of it. I thought that's about as good as you could expect the Steelers to be, given how few of them there were out there. Um, It was going to be tough going 9-5, and then to lose Lattle and to not have any real lines at all. The next player out was just whoever was longest rested. It was, you know, a real real... It was a war of endurance out there for the Steelers. It was such a good job that they scored early in the first and early in the second and could play as long as possible as they did with a lead. Because I think if they'd had to chase that game, they'd have found it much, much tougher. I've just seen Bob Westerville grab uh, Barry Brust on the Steelers podcast. Barry Brust joins us first time. Barry, uh, welcome. And uh, what did you make of that game tonight? You were watching from high up above. I thought it was a great character win for us. We uh, obviously were shorthanded. I thought Rock played very well. He had, uh, you know, a couple tough breaks, like tough bounces that uh, he had no chance. Um, you know, it's been nice to watch him, uh, how well he's played for us. And, um, you know, he's been uh, someone I admire. Yeah, it's been a great one too, hasn't it, between the two of you going backwards and forwards. And, and last night, your performance in Manchester was outstanding as well. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's been a great one too so far. It's been a great one. He's been he's been good so far. I haven't been that great. But, uh, you know, I've, I felt pretty good last night and, uh, you know, got some... Uh, equipment issues squared away that maybe I thought were hampering my game and you know I'm I'm happy that uh, like I said we got those squared away and 
you know, luckily Rock's been able to hold the fort here for the first uh, month and a half, and you know, hopefully going forward, my game will improve and we'll push each other and, and uh, be a, a, a great one too. Yeah, was that always going to happen though? When you're off the ice for so long, that, that it was going to take a while to to get back into the stream of things. I think so. I mean, um, you know, I've kind of experienced it before with long layoffs, but never 18 months. So, you know, I've had six months, uh, but not 18 months. And it's, it's been a challenge so far for me. But, um, you know, like I said, we've, we've got some things squared away here and figured out that, uh, you know, hopefully going forward, my game will, will be a lot better. Did it perhaps help having to come in partway through a game that you'd be able to go in with a clear mind and not having it on your mind all day that this was going to be your start could just go in and play the puck as you saw it? It might have. You know, you never know what uh, what it is exactly, but uh, it might have. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think it was more, for me, the equipment issue. I squared away. Like, I normally don't get beat along the ice, and I was getting beat along the ice, you know, four or five times. And um, so I changed a little bit of my equipment, and, and uh, you know, it felt good yesterday, and hopefully... Like I said, going forward, I'll, I'll be better because I have to be. What are the challenges for a netminder in that particular rink, given how, how small it is? Yeah, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. Than, it comes on you quicker, doesn't it? It seems to be. Well, every shot's a good shot, and there's no time and space for people to make plays. So I think as a goalie, you have to be a little bit more aggressive and come out of your crease a little bit and just be prepared that anytime someone has a puck in the offensive zone, they're going to shoot because there's not really uh, a chance to make plays. So, yeah, it was uh, – I'm lucky that uh, in, in my experience, I, my home, I had a home rank that was small like that. So um, I kind of thought I, you know, had a tactic going in of how I would play it, and I was lucky enough that it worked out. Okay, congratulations on last night. Four points over the weekend for the Steelers. Thank you. That was goalie Barry Brust. And um, – I thought, I thought Rock played did, as Barry said, played great tonight. He, uh, yeah, he could have perhaps that, that one. You that think? first goal was yeah. weak. It's it's a long shot. It's a long wrister, really, essentially from uh, from Sullivan. And you're going to save it, but it should be kicked straight to Curtis Hamilton. Um, that's got to stick tighter to the pad, and it's got to get covered, um, or it's got to be directed to the corner. It can't go out in front of the goal. Um, it's a good instant finish from Hamilton, yeah. but the puck should never end up on his stick. Other than that. Rock was fine. Did Barry need that game last night? Did he need that win last night for yeah. confidence for himself, for the staff, for the players, for everybody that he was well, the guy to go to? We had that through two periods against Coventry because he'd made a couple of breakaway saves in the second period and he thought the crowd is starting to believe in him. We've seen the you know the good stick handling and the, the passes he can play to turn uh, you know a defensive zone play into an offensive zone one with just one pass down the ice. So the crowd is seeing flashes of Barry Brust but there was 40 extended minutes in a game that we were losing and came back to win. We couldn't afford anything other than 15 saves out of 15 from Barry last night. That's exactly what he provided. I think the coach has got the utmost confidence in him. He knows him. He knows him as a bloke. He knows him as a player. He's had him before. And I think because of that, I think Bruce must have the confidence that, you know, there's no pressure here for him. He's... He, Aaron has given him the time, hasn't he, to, to come out of this big layoff. Mm. And I think Rock has been a beautiful signing in that sense, mm. that he's just allowed Barry just to play the games in the minutes that he needs. But he's self-aware as well. He knows that the performances he's put in haven't been up to the standards that 
he would expect of himself and that his coach would expect. But he also knows, because he's got that relationship with Aaron Fox, that Fox still trusts him and will put him in to important league games. Well, it was like emergency ward, Tim, wasn't it? Um, there was always going to be no Connolly and no uh, Ellaby uh, this evening. Then I came in here about half past two, three o'clock, and poor old Aaron and Carter, they uh, looked like the world had fallen in on them because uh, as well as that, you have no Dane Todd who, uh, who picked up a knock. Um, as well, and then poor old uh, John Armstrong as well. So it was a hell of a depleted lineup that we went in with. Yeah, and he didn't want to have to play Alex Graham either if he could have helped it. Well, but... no, because he found Alex Graham. Yeah. I think um, I was in the room when he found Alex Graham. Maybe only at about four o'clock to say, "Hey, Alex, we're at eight forwards. We need you." I yeah, know he, you're he a wasn't bit going to. He wasn't yeah. going down to Basingstoke with the Steel Dogs tonight. He was, you know, not going to play. Um, but you know, the Steelers needed every healthy body they could get. I mean, I can only skate forwards, I can't skate backwards. I'm, I'm great on the rush, terrible on the back check. But, you know, we're getting that sort of desperate now that any healthy bodies who are around on Wednesday, you're, you're going to get a game. So, you know, it's, you know, Cole Shooter is missing with a shoulder. I don't know if Brandon Whistle is going to be available to play on Wednesday, but uh, still need all the help they can get. But it shows the character of the, the rest of the players that they could dig in and get that 1-1 because, you know... It would have been easy for Manchester to sort of potentially to bully the Steelers because, you know, you don't want to get involved in the scraps. You don't want to fight back. You've got to look after your own body. And, you know, you feel that that game could have been very different. But, say, those two early goals just really helped the Steelers play the game on the front foot rather than needing to chase it. Because I don't think they'd have had the energy to come back if they'd been training late like they did yesterday. Because yesterday they had all the, the non-homegrown players. Tonight they finished the game with nine. Dean Smith and Matt Rose have just uh, tootled off down. They came out of the referees' room and uh, ended up going down. First goal tonight, they get all three players wrong. Goal, assist, a second assist. Well, the second, second, assi- player, the second assist was in the penalty box. And then the no, no, that was our goal. And then their goal, the second assist was in the penalty box at mm. the time. You are baffled by by incompetence at times, I, I think. Evan Moses just wandering down. Let's steal him before oh, you I go. Gotta, you haven't got to go. You go. Uh, we're, we're much more important. We're much more important. Just quick thoughts on that one. Uh, big gutty win. Um, yeah. Really short staff tonight. And guys came in able to do a job and kind of stick to our system, keep it simple, and lucky enough, come out with a win. Yeah. Just explain the, the issues when you have to go down just to, like, Five or six defensemen, eight or nine forwards, especially when Martin went off as well. You know, the increase in ice time must, must, must burn. Uh, yeah, especially after, you know, two other games, midweek game and then uh, yesterday. So, you know, it's, it's one of those games where, you know, you keep going down bodies and you got to kind of simplify your game and, and trap a little bit more and not really run around so much. So, um, yeah, it's tough, you know, playing a lot that much ice time. How much did you have to change the style of play? So do you normally want to pick it up and skate it down the ice at full speed, but are you having to, to manage how often you do that during the game to make sure your energy levels last the full 60? Kind of. I think you got to be smart. And, and Foxy kind of gave you know us free reign where, you know, dial it back when you need to, and then every once in a while, if you, if you get a chance, you know, go up in the rush and try to make a play. You know, he didn't really, you know, limit us with making plays or anything like that. He just wants us to play smart and keep a good third man. And if they're going to score, they got to come through all of us and not, not give them really any easy goals. We've just spoken to Barry Bruss for the first time. Rock had a 
great night tonight and Barry had a great night last night. It's good when both goalies are in tandem like that. It's huge when both goalies are good like that. So, you know, if you can, you know, rotate both goalies like that through the season, give each one a little break. And if they're both playing really good, like starting goalies can, it's it's huge for the team to be able to put their tr- like put our trust in both the goalies and, and go out every game and, and have a chance to win. The sponsor's door is open two or three times. Big Mikey's coming. I'll leave him to you. Jonathan and I all wander on. Let's get a negative out of the way. Three times tonight, the Steelers were on the power play and gave up a penalty themselves. That's uh, that can't happen. That's a that's a waste of a goal scoring chance every time. To happen once is bad, but to happen three times during the game, that's uh, that's got to stop. Let's um, hold on a second. Pete Spencer's here. Pete, are you uh, ready for a little comment? What's BBC Radio Sheffield saying tonight? So I just had a chat with Aaron. Um, it's a pretty banged up hockey club at the moment, <laughs> isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. You know, um, I think you were. Yeah, it was uh, amazing the amount of guys that, that finished that game. I think it was, was it eight forwards and, and five D? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of backs to the wall at the moment. Um, it's just thought a, a phenomenal job. I mean, you've got, you've got the likes of Robert Dowd taking face-offs, and I think he's got a, he must have a pretty decent face-off win percentage, up in, around 70% or something like that. I'll put you on the spot there, Jonathan. But, um, I mean, you've got him, you've got Ebbs, you've got John O'Phillips taking face-offs, and then you've got Justin Hodgman, the only recognised centre, finishing with three points tonight. And Matthias Son, too. I mean, he's just getting better and better every game, isn't he? You know, five goals in, um, in three games here now. Um, and he looks a complete pickup. package, doesn't he? Yeah. And, you know, he's another guy that can play centre, but actually... Um, we are going to nab him now, actually, <laughs> on the, uh, the Steelers the podcast. He's just turned out... Ah, uh, Dallas needs you in the sponsors' lounge, but we are much more important. Firstly, congratulations, first hat trick, but uh, a great team performance this whole weekend. Oh, really good! I'm so proud of our team. We were a little short of guys, and still get two wins, and uh, it was a battle tonight. Must be a nice feeling when the caps start coming onto the ice. Oh yeah, but I was so exhausted, I couldn't even see anything. <laughs> It looked like you were being very careful on that empty net and just making sure that the puck was settled down and it wasn't going to wobble and bounce on you. You were being very careful before you shot. Oh, yeah, it was bouncing all the time and I tried to settle it on the ice, but it wouldn't stay. And then I just, all right, I'll shoot it anyway. So thank God it went in. Hey, well, we're thrilled for you. I know they're calling for you in the sponsors' lane, so we'll let you go. Rock, you want to come and speak to us? Hey, congratulations. Uh, a big win tonight for you. Yeah, for sure. It was a tough game, back-to-back from Manchester today here. We know uh, they are not giving up on every point like at the game, so it was tough till last minute. We've just spoken to Barry, and uh, Barry is, we put the point to Barry that it was a great one-two goaltending duo that we have. And Barry quite, well, he quite magnanimous when he said, actually, no, you were playing better than him at the moment and uh, he was enjoying working with you. What's it like to work with a goalie like him? Yeah, for sure. Like He's an uh, older goalie with a lot of experience and he can point to some uh, good pointers during the season. So, like, yeah, we have uh, one game each like each. So, for me, it's good because you're like a little bit rested more and... You know, you need to be ready for one game and that's it. We've spoken to Evan Mosey about he, how he needed to change his game because the team is short-handed. Does it have any effect on how you play as a netminder? Um, probably. I need to just stop the puck. Like, uh, I like more if there is more shots, so it's easier for me. 
But yeah, at some point there was a lot of shots and at some point they were not so much shots, breakaway stuff shots, so it's kind of a really tough game. Just before we go, how have you settled in here? It seems a good group of guys here yeah. and you seem to have settled right in the middle of that group. Oh yeah, for sure, like I like those guys. Today there was not a lot of guys in the locker room. It was a little more bit space. Yeah, more space for the legs, so yeah, it's... Really good here. I enjoy. Okay. Well, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Top job. Let's uh, wander back down here. We've lost Pete. Oh, Pete's grabbed Rock. Just mentioning the face-off stats that was just touched on. Uh, Dowd won six and lost four. Um, Jonathan Phillips won six and lost eight. Uh, Justin Hodgman was 13 and 13. Tanner Eberle, seven and eight. So everybody held their own. I mean, Hodgman would normally be uh, slightly plus uh, on things, but... You know, How to, many did Hodgman take? Uh, 26, he was 13 and 13. Wow, that's a lot of, uh, lot of uh, shots. Yes, yeah, he's going to be going out and, and, you know, up against their best. But, you know, Jonathan Phillips has struggled in the past. Eberle's struggled in the past. Dow doesn't normally, you know, get involved as a centre. But all hands on deck tonight. And, you know, that was a pretty much full-strength Manchester team. They were missing Joe Hazel dying. But, you know, if you're missing your you know, fifth or sixth D man, but you're still icing with, uh, with six and 11 forwards, then, uh, you know there was a chance for them to try and sort of outwork us, tire us out and beat us late. And I thought the Steelers managed that third period well. We've moved back into the media room. Dean Woolley's still working on the photographs that you'll be uh, seeing on the website and social media in the next few days. Kieran joins us. What's being said on the old socials tonight? Uh, very happy, really. Just uh, impressed with Our it. Our fans very happy. Well, Are you every, sure? Every, every so often. Have you got the right account up? I, 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 I'll <laughs> double check, but no, I think, I think they're pretty happy. Um, just, yeah, just impressed with the resilience, really. I think everybody were a bit down when they saw me post out which players were missing and so on and you could see there were gaps on the bench but as Jonathan has just said the way that they managed that third period when you, they could have easily tired after a, a busy period anyway um, impressive all round I think if there has been a criticism and we've spoke about how good we are or are we not or how Game management, perhaps at times, has, has not been brilliant. But I thought last night was outstanding, and tonight again was was, was excellent, considering the, uh, the the issues that we had. Yeah, the Steelers didn't want to be taking penalties in that third period. Um, you know, we saw how the game got away from Manchester late on. You know, they took a gamble and tried to review a goal, and then there was another penalty, and it's a five on three, and any hope of a last second comeback was gone for them. So, I thought the Steelers. I know Manchester scored with three minutes to go, but they didn't put any extra unnecessary pressure on themselves, only what Manchester could force them into. It was never a night you, you had serious doubts. I guess if Manchester had gone ahead and with the, uh, you know, if the heads had gone down, but, but they didn't and we were comfortable. No, you always feel as though, even if you do go behind, you always feel as though we've got the scoring power to come back, but especially when you, you go in the lead. But... Um, yeah, just play, players st stepped up. I like players that step up when really need. I mean, Sonto seems to be one of those guys. What a find he what is. What a find he's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, at trick tonight, weren't it, with the empty netter? So, uh, yeah, just it was just it was just impressive. Like, like you say, I think we could have been guilty for being harsh trying to win games in 20 minutes, didn't Whereas, we, even with a short bench, we seemed to play, play a full 60 minutes tonight, and it showed. So, what surprised me about Sonto was just interviewing just then, he's... He's not as big in no, real life as he looks on the ice. No. He plays bigger out there, more physical, but you know he's got a quite slight and slender, uh, you know, out of his uh, out of his shoulder pads. And uh, 
you know, I like the fact that he was scoring goals from in the crease, get to those dirty well, he, areas and, uh, and redirect them in. Well, That's he was. where goal the scorers Card- go. The Cardiff Devils' top scorer in the, con- in the uh, Champions Hockey League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I spoke to Todd Kelman when he signed for us, he said, oh, you've got a good one there. He's a proper player. He's not like the kind of guy you normally bring in, you know, midway through a season. Mm-hmm. I know we caught him early, but it seems mm-hmm. like offensively we might have upgraded, maybe in a different position to Willescu. And I think in a couple of games, he's brought Hodgman back. I think Hodgman were just not, not struggling, but just needing to find something again. And I think in a couple of games, he's already found a bit of chemistry there. And uh, yeah, all, all good. I love how much Hodgman loves being here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. when uh, when the goal scored by Santo in that second period, I was confused because Hodgman was skating around, giving it the big one, thinking, I'm sure he didn't touch it in, but he's celebrating a goal that he didn't score and didn't directly assist. So, you know, and he's giving it the... You know the big smiles, you know, before during warm up and every time the Steelers scoring, it's uh, you know it's really really pleasing to see that he's sort of properly bought into uh, you know what the Steelers is all about and you know making himself yeah. uh, you know such a big a big character and really well liked. On, on and off the ice, I completely agree. I think as you're walking around the arena, you see lots of. <laughs> Shirts with Hodgman on the back. And well, I think shirts off your back, Rafa winner. Again, Hodgman tonight. Again. You actually look in the programme, last week's programme, there was the young kid, he's given a puck to, and then he, he does the the selfie through the glass. He seems a bit of a character. Yeah. The very first, when Aaron signed him, um, you know, you phone up and you introduce yourself and do a few words. Hodgman was one that we'd finished the words after two or three minutes. We'd made our six paragraphs. And then he stays on the phone 20 minutes talking about the place. He seems genuinely a, a comfortable, interesting bloke. Yeah. Definitely a, a proper stealer, I'd, I'd, mm. I'd call it. You'd, yeah. at, at, at this level, it's it's professional, but you've you've got to interact with the fans. It's not NHL where it's a case of skate off ice after a game and, and see them. It's it's an all round family environment. I think, and I think for us it. as a club, it it benefits us when a player does buy yeah. in. I mean, quite frankly, if he never speaks to a fan but he scores a goal a night, <laughs> then hey, we'll we'll take that every day of the week. But like. For what we're trying to do from our side of things, yeah. it's so good when you like a Deluca, like Deluca, everybody loves it. Did you see that thing? Was it rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors he was doing yeah. brilliant stuff like that. He's, he's, he's pretty cool. But Hodgman's made a difference. He's been a great acquisition, hasn't he? Yeah, and you still feel like there's probably a little bit more still to come from his game. The assists are there. There have been a, you know, a couple of goals already, but I feel that if we can you know, get everybody fit and get some regular lines in, that there's, uh, there's still more points out but to come from him. But... Uh, a lot of the things he's tried to do tonight just haven't quite worked. He did a couple of little spin moves and tried to deke a couple of times, and just nothing quite came off for him. It wasn't his best game tonight, but you know we've seen how good he can be, and we know that he'll be that good again. Anything, Dean, from the bench tonight? Did there any little funny stories? Anything happen? Or uh... just lots of chuckles when uh, we got the couple of penalties. A couple of guys in the penalty box. You looked up and down the bench, and there was just no bodies on there whatsoever. Uh, I mean. Foxy was laughing, but I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, this is hilarious. I think it was more of a, oh my God, what the hell are we going to do here kind of laugh. Uh, at one point, there was a line change. I got two D-men stood next to me, and that literally was it on the bench. Um, I'm sure you've talked a lot about bodies, so I'll not say any more. But uh, it's tough at the minute. Lots of bodies out. Lots of hockey to come. Uh, hopefully, that gets better. And, of course, that is uh, Wednesday night against Fife, isn't it? And that's a proper game because league, and we've lost two games at home in the league, we can't afford a third loss. Steelers need to be careful. So often you think Steelers, home to five, right, pencil that in as a win, two points. It's a question of how many can we score? But the league's not like that this year, as Nottingham get shut out at home last night and then win with a shutout in Cardiff. Dundee, bottom of the league, hardly scoring any goals, win 7-0 against Guildford. 
the team that shut out everybody else whenever they go down to, to the spectrum. It's a topsy-turvy league, and if the Steelers aren't on it on Wednesday, they'll lose. If they are on it, they should win. Thoughts on that one? I, I agree. I, I had a friend message me last night saying how good Belfast were where you're watching on Premier Sports tonight. She said, I think they are, but I think everybody's going to beat everybody. And, and I'll brutally honest, I think that includes Steelers. Like we are gonna, we're not going to go and beat them from now. We, there's too many good teams. And again, we, I think we mentioned it on the last podcast, there is so many good netminders that there is a netminder across every team that can steal a team a win uh, along the season. So it really is going to be a case of picking up every possible point and that's why it comes back to 60 minutes every night where possible it's funny because I spoke with Ryan Finity before the game tonight and he goes we just don't match up well against you guys it may be your speed our guys say oh Belfast and you know they're comfortable with Belfast and then you see what Belfast go and do to Nottingham and it's which I guess is what we all want isn't it we all want an interesting league they say in boxing that a clash of styles makes a fight Mm -hmm. you know you get uh, two fighters that are similar they cancel each other out well you know the Steelers are going to come up against some teams that suit their style and some that don't. Like Coventry didn't let the Steelers skate with speed, um, and the Steelers struggled for that in the third period on uh, on Wednesday. Um, so you know teams will have seen the video of that. They'll have seen what uh, what Guildford did here, but it's a question of whether you've got the personnel that can carry out that sort of game plan. And the same for the Steelers. You know, can we play the sort of defensive game that will shut down? Uh, other teams it's uh, it's a long season things will change players come and go and players get hurt and it's no closer to knowing what the top four or five in this league is going to look like even though we're uh, half a dozen games in when I just went in to get Aaron to start this podcast to uh, to do the interview for the league as well, um, is in deep in conversation with the doctor and the physio. It's going to be probably the next 24, 48 hours are going to be very important. Very, very important. And I think uh, as far as in, outside of our game, I, I believe one Domingue from Nottingham's hospital with potentially something quite serious as well. Uh, is so, the guy who's, who's coming, his leg's been cut? I think yeah, yeah. so. So, I mean, forget Nottingham. Big shout out, everything's all right over there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, it's uh, rest up, we've got some banged up guys, but players that want to be back on the ice, it's, it might be a case of stopping them knowing some of these players. I don't know how close you were to me when I was interviewing Aaron, but Aaron twice in the interview for the league was getting this point over about, you know, we've got a building with 9,000 seats in it, we're trying to fill, and we're only allowed a dress squad of 19, and I know it, it, it you know, it would have only been kids, but perhaps Brandon Whistle would have been a full-time Steeler, perhaps, and then for he wouldn't have been with Leeds tonight, he would have been with us. It's frustrating when you are trying to put a show on, when you are trying to be professional, and when a league demands of you that you're playing, what is it, five games in eight days, that you can only have 19 guys to start off with. And I think I can't see that decision lasting into seasons ahead because it's it's obviously when you're playing so many games it's 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 lunacy isn't it? well the question is going to get asked of among the league who voted for and, and who voted against it certainly wasn't the coaches it's you know it's an ownership decision that's been made there and you know i don't know the, the particulars of you know which ownerships around the league wanted this rule in place h wanted it too didn't yeah i can imagine that whatever the whether Tony well, Shefford and Cardiff are the two. Well, <laughs> Simple as. Yeah. There you go, yeah. I wasn't sure if, yeah. if who was the case and whether that was available to be public knowledge or not. But in Manchester, sorry, Nottingham are really short now. And if they're going to lose Domain for an extended period, they're already down uh, Carrozza, I think, and Clark Pitso's out as well. And is it Steve Lee and out also, as well? you're trying to, I mean, you're paying X thousand quid a night for this building. You're paying X thousand quid a night in Nottingham, X thousand pound a night in Belfast. 
and you're trying to put a show on here. You've got a, you got well, you've got six thousand punters in the building today from Sheffield and Manchester, and you're putting a substandard. I, I think, and I think the thing is, is it's not just like. For, for Steelers, I think they were comment by Chris Ellis just before the game. I might get the teams wrong, but I think it was Nottingham, Guildford, and Fife were also skating with five, 15 skaters today. And then it just becomes a vicious circle, in my opinion, because you've just got them players that are playing. We used to we used to moan like Mary Ellen when Edinburgh used to turn up here with 12 or 13 guys. Yeah. And if this kind of thing continues, you could see lots of clubs doing that. Yeah, yeah potentially. I mean, you sort of, not to be too harsh on, on Ryan's team, but... You could imagine that a full-strength Steelers team with a 4-2 lead in the third period could potentially have run away with that. You know, we've seen it from Steelers teams in the past where they just move through the gears and, and blow away the tired team. They've done it in the past, uh, you know, with scoring in bunches. There was a third-period bunch there, but the Steelers couldn't play like that tonight because we've just got to make the sensible decision, dump the puck in and go for a quick line change because... I'm tired, everyone else is tired, we've got to get off the ice. Mm. So the Steelers tried to win that game 4-2 and in the end they won it 5-3. They weren't able to go out and entertain like I think they really wanted to. Okay, anything else to add before we all um, depart or do our jobs? And Just a great effort from uh, some of the costumes tonight. I think there were some uh, good yeah, efforts some in really, the crowd. Uh, the ghosts? Yeah, very good. Oh, the ghosts, they, the were, ghosts. They, were, they were regularly cut to on the, uh, yeah. on the, on the uh, Steelers TV live stream. I think stream. Sophie's hit the old... So, what a fine Sophie. Signing of the great. season so far, Definitely. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Sophie with her little TikTok videos and she... Uh, Signing of the season, you say? Oh, is that you, Dean, who brought hey, her to town? Well, I mean, I don't want to brag, but yeah. So, okay, Dean brought Sophie in. Um, so, congratulations to uh, everybody involved tonight. All good performance. We're back on Wednesday night when the Steelers take on the Five Flyers. It's one of our five pound games. Yes, I know, five pound plus arena booking fees. So, we take quid.